You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is the Unpack Pod from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation at the Unpack Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Also, in addition, for no reason, talking about your kind of bad, I guess, Green Bay Packers. <laughs> um, Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on Twitter um, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, once again holding it down in the same room. In uh, we, we're in Brooklyn. Is that where we are? Brooklyn, baby. Alex and yes, Nick, Nick how are you doing? I caught you taking a swig. That's okay. Yeah, you reminded me to take a sip of my. Uh, oh, actually, this isn't Brooklyn Brewery. It's Bronx Brewery, City Island Sour. Um, I'm okay. I like. I it's this isn't a wildly unexpected outcome. Yeah. Um, it is in a way. Um, because we did walk in and talk about how this should not you know how we should return from london still a fraudulent team but a four and one fraudulent team um and it all sort of just felt like a weird early morning fever dream yeah um wow how cocky so, were we back then way back when <laughs> yeah exactly one week ago today <laughs> yes 27 to 22 the final score the packers losing to the giants in just like a total wet fart of a game that's about <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. That's my yeah. That's my my analysis. Um, Nick, where did you uh, where did you watch the game? Because you were in D.C., right? I was in D.C. Um, and I had every intention of getting out and getting to a D.C. bar. And then I woke up around nine o'clock after uh, a late wedding night and watched it on my iPad in the hotel room. Dude, and- congrats! You didn't tell me you got married. Yeah. Yeah, not my wedding. Um, <laughs> not mine, but um, congratulations Bada bang. to the happy couple. Um, and I'm happy, honestly, that I just had to suffer through the misery by myself because nobody really, I wouldn't have been fun company. Were you eating like a continental breakfast? Was there like I was actually. I, I ran down at halftime to get my continental breakfast uh, and uh, ferociously swig my coffee and just... Um, scream obscenities as the Packers let the second half really just run away from them. And we were texting back and forth about like, hey, it looks like they're actually kind of running their offense. And in the first half, that is. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then and then it all went by the wayside. Alex, uh, where did you watch the game? Did you just w- roll out of bed and fire up, the, fire up the brats at 630 in the morning or whatever it is? I did. <laughs> I guess it's later uh, yeah. there. It is a little bit later on the East Coast. Uh, I was scrambling things together. I had made the mistake of drunkenly inviting some very nice people who uh, who live in our building, uh, who are what well, he's from Appleton, Wisconsin. They have a kid. I invited them over for the game. I was like, I'm making breakfast. And it was while I was drunk and I was out and I woke up and I was like, oh, man, I have a headache. I don't <laughs> want to do this. Why did I do this? Um oh. But night, night guy, all, totally screwed morning guy. Yeah, yeah. Night, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but I had the um the the brat egg like uh, casserole thing in the oven before kickoff. Uh, it was baking its way through the first quarter, and uh, it was ready to go in the second quarter. And they actually showed up like well into the second quarter too, which was good. And uh, it was it was yeah, it was a great way to kick off my like winter decline in um, health <laughs> by having a there. They were cheddar. So they were uh, here's the thing. I was also constrained to what was open at the time. And I have a butcher shop I love uh, and they weren't open until nine. So I had to go to Trader Joe's. So I got cheddar 
stuffed chicken brats. So it was like the brats, even though they were chicken, I still figured like this could be Wisconsin because they were stuffed with cheddar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I doused the whole like egg thing with cheddar too. So it was a really cheddar-y, eggy thing. And it was great. And it was the highlight of my day, honestly, (laughs) Um, was when the Packers were up by two scores and I was eating that and I was like, sometimes life is good. And then uh, (laughs) I was reminded that um, pain is... Is always around the corner. Yeah, the pain just meter lurking. always yeah, ready to to rear its head. I guess that's uh we'll just as you slide into your winter decline, we will slide into note nugs and give some general observations here. Hashtag note nugs, tweet at us after every game with your general observations. And I'll go first and just I I don't know. I was thinking a lot about this today. Um, because I've been going through these waves of like feeling super pessimistic and then optimistic and then you, you know you know the the drill um but i've been hearing all this chatter like like oh the packers are like this close to cracking the code and this this needs to they just need to clean this up or that needs to go better you know who isn't this close to cracking the code the giants because outside of saquon barkley they are a talent poor roster but they're well coached and they focus on what they can do. And they beat a Packers team that at this point looks poorly coached to me. I guess that's my my note nug soft zone defense where it looks like guys are just like out of sorts, not rallying to the ball and wide receivers are running into each other. And there's just like, as everyone was tweeting about after the game, a total lack of commitment to just run the ball with the two really good running backs that you're trying to build this young offense around. And that's that's all coaching. It's I don't know. It's not great. I feel like we talk about the preseason extending into the regular season a little bit now, and we're at least two weeks past that. And this team is not improving. Um, and this is, I'm not saying like fire everybody. I'm not stupid, but these are like coaching problems here in, in my mind. Um, so it's just disappointing because um, even as we knew that we needed to sort of reshape the offense a bit this year, I think we were all kind of hanging our hat on solid coaching and it's just been disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to be a process-driven team and not a results-driven team, um, you have to be able to at least adjust the process along the way, um, which they don't like. They they stick to whatever their formula is, and the the in-game stuff, especially defensive. Well, I guess offensively and defensively, the the soft cover three stuff and the two high safety stuff. Um, it just wasn't working and they didn't at early on in the game. It looked like they were stopping Saquon yeah. well enough, but then the giants were able to adjust and the Packers weren't able to adjust back. And then, yeah, just run the damn ball on, on your side. It was working and you had a gigant, not a gigantic lead, but a, a big enough lead to be sh- that you should be able to ice away the giants with yeah. if you just give that what did they have for combined touches less than 20 aaron jones and aj yeah, Dillon, 19 rushing <laughs> attempts it just doesn't make any sense if you want to be a team that sticks to the run and, and you're up 17 to, your, to three at yeah time. just just the damn ball man. yeah Ugh. the frustration <laughs> is bubbling over i mean it was bubbling over with like Oh, I forget. There was a defensive player interviewed by one of the beat reporters after the game who said basically like, you know, we were so focused on sticking to our game plan. Um, and then there was um, a comment from from Aaron Jones who said, I want the ball in those short yardage, yeah. like like game to go situations. We had multiple attempts. I want the ball. And he's never said anything. <laughs> Like that before he's Mr. Yes, sir. No, sir. I mean, frustration is bubbling over. Yeah, he yeah, he said he he bet. I forget what the I'm paraphrasing what the quote was. But after the game, he's like, I would bet money or, you know, whatever the amount of money is on me or AJ being able to gain those yards at the end of the game. Yeah, that's his Which very is, nice way of saying run the damn ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's also his way of of being very nice and not just asking for the ball himself because yeah, to right. be honest and right. even, even when he's even when he's right. fuming i don't want to mischaracterize him yeah that was like the nicest way possible for him to say <laughs> i did not appreciate the strategy 
<laughs> I would almost wish that he were more selfish and more blunt with it, honestly. But I, I'm Matt LaFleur is very aware of it. Uh, what I find interesting to go back to the genesis of your nug is that like just, you know, you're talking about them being a poorly coached team. And I think that the stuff that's showing up with Joe Barry on, on defense, at those these are themes that, I mean, have probably existed for a while. So I don't think it's that crazy to say like, not yet, maybe, but like, is there a time that you already can kind of consider that maybe the, the future of this defense should should be in somebody else's hands? But I don't know, and I don't recall, and maybe I'm wrong, like a time that we thought, you know, we were convinced the Packers were a poorly coached team offensively, too. Like, LaFleur has been a revelation. Like, we, yeah. I, we've sang his praises for ages and ages. But what happened? Like, why now? Like, what's... I, I don't know. Like, I'm just wondering, like, what what the hell happened to him? You know, like what what it, it was always like he was kind of like saving us from Aaron Rodgers. He was kind of like shielding us from the hero ball stuff at times when he could. And now it's like, I don't know if he's leaning into it or what, but um, I, I think just Rodgers just has like too much freedom. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's hard to know. Right. So if he if he truly can come to the line of scrimmage and and call a runner pass on any given on a, a huge portion of their offense, right? How much of it is is Rodgers making those decisions versus LaFleur? Like I can't imagine that when they when they hang 17 points on the board and they're up two scores, that LaFleur would be like, you know, just like would not want to just run the ball. Like that's what's in his DNA. That's what's in entire coaching trees, like DNA for the most part. Right. Um, I don't know. I hate to make this a Rogers thing again, but I really question like, is there just too much freedom to kind of go with the flow? Like how, how are you not just running the ball in the second half? I don't understand. It's just, it did it, did it not to all of us feel so inevitable that it was going to kind of, when, when the tide started to shift a little bit, and the Giants started to pick up some momentum. You were, you at least I felt like this is just, I've, I've seen this play out so many times before. They're going to go three and out on this next drive, or, yeah, or, you know, Rodgers is going to force something, or he's going to hold on to the ball a little too long and get sacked. Yeah, there, there's an air of inevitability about it, and it almost feels like it, there there comes a point in the game where the Packers are like, we've done all the scoring we ta- can, we need to make it to the finish line before the other team like achieves the same amount of points. And I know that that's like literally the name of the game, but like you can still fucking score too. Like you can make it a little bit harder for them, um, or you could at the very least, you know, take the opportunity to run clock. So that I, I'm just gonna get my note. No, I'm sorry, Zach. No, go for uh, it. I hope that's okay. Um, Because it is about that. And I mentioned last week about the Packers becoming easy to play against. It's one thing when all of us who've been watching this team every single week for, you know, decades um, to kind of have an idea of what's coming. It's another when I feel like the whole league has an idea of what's coming and there's never been anything more obvious. And I know they talked about this on the repack, too. But this is literally the thing that made me the most mad in a game that was entirely maddening is that when the Giants side the game 20 to 20 on a what was it 15 play i actually uh i have it somewhere on a uh 15 play 91 yard drive that ate up eight minutes yeah. aaron Absurd. charles rogers throws two long balls to alan lazard and a pass to randall cobb uh oh who would have guessed like his two guys um all of them incomplete they ate a whopping total of 16 seconds off the clock yeah. and then put the defense back on the field and was like, here, good luck. Yeah. With Saquon coming back in the game. I mean, like you, the, I'm mad at the defense, but I'm like really, really mad yeah. that everyone knew that that type of Rogers drive, like, ah, oh, screw it. I'm just going to try to win as the game now um, was coming. And like defenses know that too. For Aaron Jones not to get a touch on that drive to me is inexcusable. It's absurd. Like, yeah. If anything, just because of the fact that your defense is gassed, like it's one thing to try to go and get another score because the game is fucking tied. It's literally hanging in the balance. But it's another thing when you're like, we need to eat a little bit of clock and regroup out there, right? Because our it's guys not just like four D four D chess to like have at least one run play so you can give your right. defense like forty more seconds. Oh, it's the equivalent God. of like high school baseball when your pitcher is reeling out there and you got to go take a couple pitches as a, as opposed to swinging 
at all three and uh, just throwing him back on the mound. It's just like they were grinding and it was bad scheme. Um, there's too much talent on that defensive side to get eaten up like that. So it's like a mixture of things kind of going wrong and scheme stuff. But just run. Yeah. <laughs> is, the, is the name of this pod, this this particular pod just run the damn ball. I hope not because <laughs> um, it's so obvious, but like, come on, you guys. And yeah. did you, and also like when they got down, you kind of in your heart knew Rogers was going to get the ball into the red zone. Um, but I didn't feel like they were going to score there either. It, something, something just felt off about all of it. It, the, the, I said it would felt like a fever dream. That whole game felt like I dreamed it or something. It did. It did. Didn't feel very real. Nick and I were, were talking about this before uh, we actually hopped on to to record this. And like, I don't know if it was the time of day or what. Or the um, intentional safety. Or... The intention, <laughs> intentional safety. I, I honestly think part of it is like the names of the Giants. Like of yeah. how much of a not real NFL like they were like team Madden they are. names. And when you were like starting a franchise. The, there were so many what's us. Yeah. Like Rich, Richie James, David Sills and Daniel Bellinger. Those you cannot tell me those aren't auto-generated like players that you draft like five years deep into your Madden franchise. Yeah, like like what's going on? <laughs> oh man, it's maddening. And the Slayton game, we no one was anticipating the Slayton game. Oh God, uh, not giving Jones the ball was one of the few ways that this team, as underwhelming as the defense has been could have gone out and lost to Saquon Barkley who got shot up in the locker room and had to come back out probably with like a totally wrecked shoulder and already broken Daniel Jones. Yeah, that was yeah. enough. Yeah. Anyway, Nick, do, well, you, that, have a, uh, do yeah. you have a nug? Yeah, that I guess it all kind of leads me into my nug, which is essentially just we all kind of had in our heads like the Packers should win this game. They might not. Who knows? Um, losing it that way, in a as as I was watching, I was I was more just like defeated, but also like I felt resolved that the game ended the way that it did because I'm like this team early in the season. They like the Vikings game, the first game of the season. Like they came, they came in, they weren't ready. Um, they got blown out. Whatever. Like you can kind of like throw the film out there. This one, like this team needs to lose a game like that. If there's any hope of salvaging this season, in my opinion, because if, if you don't drastically look at your process yeah. and everything that surrounds why you're doing things the way that you are, yeah. um, you're not going to get any better. And to squeak one of those away and then you and or squeak a win and then you get one next week against Jets potentially and then you become on paper what is a what looks like a really good team that yeah. is just not it's not that's not the recipe for any type of success so I'm like whatever good I'm glad you lost I don't care yeah because you've got to reevaluate this stuff well there's like a so. couple different ways for like a winning team to go through the season. One of them is that they're just dominant the whole way, which is really rare, really rare. Um, but another way, like, like you're pointing out is like a good team that at some point, hopefully early has to like eat the poo a little bit and yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, that sucked. Let's reevaluate and, yep. and grow and get better from there. I think the thing that struck me coming out of this game was, was, suddenly wavering on my confidence as to whether or not they could grow and improve from that yeah I, that I, is the only thing because i don't know that they can <laughs> i hope they can um i still think but, they can i think i think i've landed on yes they can but also i'm you know hooked in they for looked they looked good for many more games in the first are. half i was like kind of like lackadaisically like walking around the hotel room in my boxers like this is fun like whatever like who cares <laughs> um yeah and then continental yeah. breakfast waffle flopping around in your hand mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> oh man. Here's uh, I want to do uh one one listener <laughs> note nug and then we'll we'll throw it to Brig Reed tweets in what is more likely to see this season two good halves or two terrible halves. And I think my answer is we are going to see both of them. We are probably going to see one game 
where they're inexplicably great and everything finally clicks and it's like, wow, they scored 48 points and they really just dunked on this team. That's great. And then we're going to see another game where they just crap the bed, probably on national TV. And, you know, then we're going to have the, you know, you're drunk at 8 p.m. on Sunday, the Sunday scaries, you know, Alex, (laughs) everything you said last week about what's miserable about losing a primetime game. I think we'll see both. I don't know. There's no consistency. I'm earmarking the... uh it won't be drunk at 8 p.m. at the Sunday Scaries because it wouldn't have kicked off yet, but it'll be 8.20 p.m. and it'll be when the Bills just make quick work of the Packers and you realize there's a huge golfing class between the Super Bowl contending teams this year and and where the Packers are. Yeah. Um, maybe the blowout game will be... I mean, I don't know. Like, who knows? I'm, like, scared about the Eagles. Like, I'm scared about them being exposed, even though they kind of have been already, you know? Like, they lost the battle of two fake good teams in England. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who would have seen that coming? But couldn't couldn't you also randomly see that game against the Bills being the game where everything kind of comes together? Yeah, maybe because, because there's <laughs> there's no way to know who this team is or what how to unlock their full potential. This is how I dark could, I got today. I was thinking about the Lions, and I was like, oh, maybe they could beat the Packers. They, yeah, oh, it's a man. team that like you know like they they stink. They have a losing record. They stink. They also score like 35 points a game. So, yeah, (laughs) and the Packers can't seem to stop anybody. I don't know. I don't know. Well, and they also just can't seem to score at a rate that teams who score do, you know, like, I don't know. You know what? And I was saying that, like, I think the markets are going to overcorrect themselves and we can save more specifics for a degenerate corner at the end. But like the Packers are still over a touchdown favorite. (laughs) going into this week and what does um, Vegas know that I don't well they probably just know that the Jets are like but like I I don't know Packers are actually home um so maybe that's one thing but I mean I could I mean I could see the get right game being this week right like of course like who who couldn't see their team blowing out the Jets but I just nothing seems to be coming easy at this point so yeah um not looking forward to when we get to degenerate corner and I have to uh (laughs) Uh, show up with egg on my face after getting everything wrong again. Um, oh. We should just yeah rename it to Fade Nick Corner. Yeah, potentially. I haven't well, I haven't uh, workshopped that sounder yet of yeah, a moss flying out of an empty wallet, but it's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. All right, guys. All right, we're gonna take it to break, and when we come back, we're gonna you know read some poetry because that's what we do on this football show. <laughs> Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. poetry time guys we're back and we're just going right into it and it's funny because this music is designed to like calm you down and maybe we've turned the corner on the show and let's have some optimism and i feel like every haiku that i have uh written so far this year is pretty negative so um 
That doesn't change here. Here we go. <laughs> so, who lost the trade? Devante or the Packers? The answer is yes. <laughs> uh, what was the Packers' plan post-Devante? And Devante was so annoyed at Goot that he took less money to play for a worse team and hang out with his college drinking buddy. And now he's so frustrated that his team stinks that he's shoving cameramen to the ground, freelance cameramen who probably don't have health insurance. Meanwhile, the Packers simply cannot move the ball through the air. It's just, this is the, it's the worst possible outcome for all sides and it just sucks. And I don't have like a finer point than that. I just like, was was grumpy after this Giants game and then seeing the the shove from Adams to see like how badly it's going over there. Like I was I'm rooting for Adams and it's just like it just sucks on all sides. And I'm just a grumpy football fan right now. <laughs> yeah. He had to have known that it wasn't gonna be the same. Like one You'd MVP so. one MVP to the next. Yeah, Hall Are of you Famer. Kidding? Oh yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> one Hall of Famer to the next. Are you kidding me, dude? Um, the, the visible palpable frustration from Adams in multiple forms at the end of that game is just like, well, what did you think was going to happen? You could have had the same payday in green Bay. Um, but I mean, they, they didn't get him the promised land either. It's, it's the rare lose, lose Yeah. in terms of the trades. I don't, if if I can, I guess, cause I don't want to focus too much on Adams. It's a Packers show. If I could steer us towards the Packers. You know, I, I said, what was the Packers plan post Devante? And I, I thought it was draft some young guys, develop them, but ultimately be a running team. And that seems like that's not the case. So are, are we back to just fantasizing about who we can pick up or trade for at this point? I see rumors about Odell Beckham. Ugh. Just saying. <laughs> I don't even, I don't, I, I can't, that does I can't not, that's go not going to correct road. anything. That's not going to correct anything. I mean, it will in so far, like just having more talent at the receiver position. Um, I think it's, you know, it would help. It doesn't matter because, yeah, that, that, at which point they will end up doing the wrong thing anyway. I just don't have any faith <laughs> so in what negative. the offense. Yeah. <laughs> so no, negative. They just have to grow. I mean, like, I'm excited for them to grow up, but I do agree that just in general, like the post-Devante plan being like investing draft capital in not that Dobbs is a project guy, but like Watson very much is like, those are theoretically picks for Jordan love, you know, like, so the fact that it came with nothing that was like geared for Rogers, you know, like it'd be one thing to like stash Watson and have a, have another guy that you signed and you, you know, that you bring in, which I guess Sammy Watkins, but that's not like the level that I'm talking about. You know, like there's levels to this game and Sammy Watkins is not the yeah. Aaron Rodgers like Super Bowl window thing that I feel like they should have been chasing. Do you so guys I, think that there was a uh, like a closed door meeting with with Rodgers in the front office before this season and maybe they got like a handshake agreement on like two more years and they told him the strategy and we're like, look, we might just uh, the offense might stink a little bit. <laughs> I mean, at <laughs> that point, year. you're like, you're like, yeah, based on what you know about Jordan Love, you're like, please give me two more years. The guy yeah. won two MVPs, but now it's like, oh, God, two more years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we really come to a, a, a rough patch, but we're like, please. Like, that happened fast. Yeah, what are we? He did. He did not look like we're used to seeing him look, especially especially on that um, that Hail Mary at the end of the game. Um and it, it, there was a tiny little tinge of me that was like, yeah, I can't turn the game off just yet. Um, and now he has a, um, an injured thumb and he wasn't practicing today as a result of it. That he injured on that play, I believe. Yeah. On that. Sweet. Was uh, <laughs> I can't remember. I know they rolled out to the left just like they did. Like they, that was like their Harry Larry thing. Yeah. yeah. Was, Bak- was Bakhtiari on the field for that play? Because he like, didn't he also barely play? I believe comparatively he was. I don't know for sure. I believe I think he, he was, was on the field. Yeah, I saw a that. lot of chatter about like, oh, the offensive line got blown up on the, and everyone was like, no, this is how this blocking is designed, so that Rodgers can roll out and do his thing. Yeah, that's yeah, that was by design, and it could have. I mean, he got out of the pocket and he had a chance to throw the ball. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He still what has the think- arm strength. I don't want to go back to the the Raiders too much, but watching some of those. Derek Carr bombs to Adams, those desperate throws. Like he has to like step into it 
yeah. step into it in order to to take those long throws. <laughs> yeah. Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. No big deal. <laughs> I was excited about one Hail Mary launch. I thought for sure. Because you know he's going to get it there. It's a non-zero know, percent chance. You're like, eh. Yeah. It's it happened been cool. before. Damn. Yeah. More than just once before. Oh, we didn't mention Mercedes Lewis. We have to. Like, I, I, we don't have Big to say dog. anything else, but like, you can't go through this podcast without mentioning Mercedes Lewis and how awesome it is to just play that role. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've said once catch- every three games, he goes out on a route. They forget to cover him. Easy touchdown. I block and catch touchdowns yep. exclusively. Yep. I'm 38 and I'm coming through, or however old he is. Is he 38, 37? He's old. He's old for as big <laughs> for as he is an, for an NFL player. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the old one catch two yards. He is uh where are you? 38, 38, 38. and a half. Wow. Yeah. What he did for his half birthday. <laughs> is he coming back next year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. maybe. Are we uh Nick, are we reading poetry? Depends. Alex, are you are you feeling zen or do we want to uh, shift a bit? I'll I'll, a I'll take more... us to the zen den real quick, just so that we can uh, we can um, we can you know then pivot. Um, all right. <sighs> Amari Rogers, is he still on the Packers? All right. Cool. 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 <laughs> that's the best haiku we've had in a while i saw um i saw uh, an injury update that kylan hill is practicing yeah baby feels loosely related i don't know i would like to hope so he did lead the packers in return yards last year so um if you've got that guy coming back and the only role for amari is that and you continue to fumble the ball you don't serve much of a purpose on the active roster. What What would you say you do here? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to take. Oh, man. But, I mean, you got to this one. These are the moments where, like, fast forward 10, 20 years, I want to read, like, some deep dive story where someone is reflecting on their career and they're talking about, like, uh, this is what we saw in this player. This is why we did this. Like, it's not going to come out now. We'll, we like basically will never know in recent history, like what is going on here with him still being on this team and, and all that. But I'm just, well, I'm kind of low key Ty, fascinated by it. Cause I don't when understand. Ty Montgomery had that awful um, display and then he was cut a week later. He got yeah. a way quicker hook than Amari. Yeah. yeah. He, Amari's just a worse time Montgomery. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What a summation of a player. Yeah. But it is true. I mean, well, you know. And we I did a pod with uh with Justice um I don't know, a month or two ago and, and he basically said Amari is like an accounting decision basically. Like he's he's filling a roster spot for a very low amount of money and you're going to yeah. put him in there to do something very specific. It's just that he can't do it. I don't know, he can't do it and he I don't know if he just doesn't know the playbook enough to get on the field. I'm just this maybe this will be the last time I say Amari Rogers' name on the pod because I feel like I keep recycling these same points and it's probably getting boring. But I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Only, so, only, if we stop talking about him, you'll just vanish. Maybe <laughs> there's there's only so much you want to like call for something bad to happen to anyone, and I think losing your job is bad. But he's he's nearing Kyler Fackrell territory for me. I think easy now. Um, and Fackrell also was like did things <laughs> at least he played a lot of snaps you know it's like he wasn't a specialist whatever anyway let's move on i think we're pretty sure that a family member of kyler fackrell's left us a nasty itunes review yeah <laughs> because yeah, of what we sure. said and based on like their like the internet presence elsewhere i think it was like common for like kyler fackrell like uh defense to come from that account so Anyway, <laughs> all right, we are. Um, are we switching gears? I think so. All right, break it down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I promised this, so here we Must are. Must deliver. 
I'll spare everyone of the paltry English accent this time. A team reeling, record does not reflect, ambivalence seen everywhere throughout, problems mounting, inside they must inspect, a glance in the mirror only brings doubt. Arrogance prolonged a trip across the pond, kingdoms of such stature need not conform, <laughs> but trouble finds you whilst looking beyond, and a meek London fog becomes a storm. Monumental concerns loom large ahead, concerns much larger than giants alone. The king in the north can't yet be called dead, might a change of the guard <laughs> protect the throne. <laughs> Is it really from grace we see them fall? This team's identity, nothing at all. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> first of all, great work. Um, King of the North, that's nice. We actually, uh, in our house, we started watching um, House of the Dragon and then decided this isn't that good. We'd rather just watch Game of Thrones again. So we started Game of Thrones from good, because it's F1 terrible. season one. <laughs> So nice. we're deep into that. <laughs> yeah, I um, I had to. I stopped after like four, and I didn't know anyone's name. <laughs> I just started watching with subtitles because it's the only way I could follow along, and I still wasn't interested. Um, um wait. So let's uh, so, yeah. let's let's dissect. Let's dissect sure. the poetry here. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, arrogance keeping the team from going across the the pond. Can you expound upon that idea? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, they were the last team to make the trip they didn't want to um, give up a home game because of all the money it can generate and they also thought that they didn't have to because um, they had such a strong following locally and that they could just skirt and not have to um, you know oblige like everyone else did and finally they complied you think they thought Uh, they would never have to pay the piper on that one I feel like in a way um but that was always the narrative for a long time. It was like, well, they're not going to, A, they're not going to go, and B, they're not going to give up a home game. But no team wants to um, allow the, the Packers to use that as a road game and then, you know, um, be able to use that additional advantage throughout the season. Yeah. So it was just like one of those things like, well, they're not going to go. Why should they have to go? Um, and, then when they, and then when they go... Uh, this happens yeah and they they made it out to be like oh this is the first time you've had two teams over i don't know if it was over 500 but it was with me i think it was i think it was with winning records um play against one another and those did not look like two teams that were above 500 i'd almost rather watch the jags than what was on display (laughs) and you uh you you put a fine point on on it at the end of your sonnet i believe that was by um saying that this team basically has no identity. And I remember tweeting immediately after this game that like, I can't think of the th- the thing that they're good at. I don't think they're good at any one thing. What's the thing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And the other, yeah. And I'm like, if you, if you address some of these concerns and literally just, well, literally and figuratively look in the mirror. I wish I just think everybody on the team just needs to look at themselves in the mirror and say, <laughs> just what, literally. what is it that I do on this team? <laughs> and how is it um, providing more for the um, the greater good? Just look in know, the mirror Ro- and say, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And yeah, gosh, darn Roger, people like Rogers me. does a lot of reflecting. And uh, I, I feel like that's not really helping. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, everybody sans Rogers reflection. I just wanted to say one. That is a great poem. Two, I feel like you've cemented yourself into like the ethos of this podcast. And like, I hope a decade from now that if we're not doing this anymore, uh, that someone somewhere is like, remember that podcast that used to do tarot card (laughs) readings and poems? (laughs) Um, Yeah. What happened to those guys? Um, Because, yeah, that's, uh, I would say a, a... top five memorable moment uh. yeah I'll, I'll i'll tweet out the uh the sonnet for anyone who wants to further dissect the undertones because there are some more that are woven in there but i'll leave that up to uh i'll leave that up to the rest of you all to uncover there we go yeah oh man highlight of my day making a uh shakespearean 
<laughs> music yeah, drop. Thanks, thanks buddy. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, how many more of those do I have to write? That's the yeah. question. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I guess you could go back to haikus, but... We'll see. But um, yeah, maybe we'll explore some different poems. We've got a we got a long season, a long grueling season ahead. Yeah, we can. Yeah, uh, well, let's, we can explore some different poem types, and then and then just go from <laughs> go, there. Just going back to one of the things we were saying just then, though, it did didn't it? It it seemed to me. I don't know if you guys would agree. The Packers definitely went to England with this like bravado. Like we have so many fans here. Like this is like the airport is just full of green and gold. It's like it definitely. I, Compared to other games that I've seen in London, maybe because I'm more invested in it and watching it with like the sound all the way up, but it definitely felt like way more of a home game than any other game there that any team has gotten to enjoy, right? Yep. Like which we which we kind of anticipated. So it makes it even more embarrassing in a way. Sure. This was like supposed to be kind of a global showcase of this yeah. team that has the you know reigning MVP and all of these things. Yeah, um, I, f- I liked that uh, in Rogers post game presser. Someone asked him, like, oh, you know, what do you want to say to all the uh, European fans that came out for this game, blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, first of all, sorry. <laughs> I'm glad yeah, he yeah, apologized yeah. for delivering such a, <laughs> I think I called it a wet fart of a game earlier. Yeah. That's really what it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> it kind of sucks. I mean, at least they got to see a good half, Yeah. you know. Um, so there's that. But. Maybe the Packers will be back in Europe. They, I mean, I'm. They really should be playing in Germany. Like, I know that this is the first year of that, and I think it's that's going to be the Tom Brady global showcase. Yep. Mm-hmm. Woo, freaking who? But, um, <laughs> you know, maybe they'll, as the road team, maybe they'll go to Munich, and I feel like that would make a lot of sense. And in, now maybe they're the- a little more humbled. I'm sure they won't be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, 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 you can't just go everywhere and expect your um adoring fans to follow along and just trot through um this game like any other it's like it's it is an intense level of travel to to do that and they just they looked prepared enough but um i think yeah i don't even think it was on their bodies or on their preparedness i think it was just a weird play calling yeah it's definitely seemed more decision making so i feel like you can't necessarily fault jet lag and stuff like that yeah but yeah well, you guys want to make a, a quick pit stop at Degenerate Corner before we before we get out of here? I haven't actually looked at uh, anything gambling related. Alex, you mentioned uh, or Nick, seven and sure. a half, seven Se- and a half point favorites as it stands against more than the a Jets. Touchdown. And the Jets, uh, for anyone not paying attention to the rest of the league because they have better things to do, um, bully for you, uh, just beat the <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins, right? Like. They scored 40 points on the Dolphins, I think. Yeah. Um, Dolphins, albeit with a third-string quarterback. Yeah. Um, So the Jets are one of those teams that I feel like are... I don't don't want to say... I was going to say similar to the Giants, but I feel like they have like some decent coaching that's coming together. Um, They have enough to put together. Right. They have enough that can, if it all comes together, can easily beat this Packers team. Yeah. We're now we're now at the point, yeah, where it's like I think that until proven otherwise, the Packers kind of stink, and so like every, basically every week, I'm just like, yeah, I could see them losing. Whereas like in years past, every week I go into it like, I'm eighty percent sure that the Packers can really pull this out, but I'm I'm going in. <laughs> My new thing is I'm going into every weekend with no expectations. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think there's there's no choice if you're coming off of almost losing to Zappy and then losing to Jones, Daniel Jones. Like I'd love to, I would love just just browsing at it. I'd love to take a Zach Wilson prop. Um, but can I confidently say that like the Packers can stop him? I don't, I don't know that I can. So I can go first if you want. Uh, again, I think the ethos of degenerate corners take just like more more like a prop bet or something that's not just picking against the spread. I've usually the past couple of weeks gone positive. I don't mean to be negative. It's not even me saying that I think bad things are going to happen like team wide, but 51 and a half rushing yards for AJ Dillon seems like a lot. I was looking at that too. Yeah. Just from a usage perspective, even I feel like LaFleur is going to be like, if there's any game, I got to get Aaron Jones the ball. It's this one. He just said something about it. I know he looped Dylan into his thing. They're boys. They have a great relationship. Aaron Jones is the star of that backfield. Yeah. He needs the freaking ball. 
and AJ Dillon, not to mention, is not exactly um, very high in the yards per carry ranking. So I feel yeah. like if he's going to be like getting ten touches or fewer, um, fifty-one and a half, I'll I'll take that under all day. That's going to be my uh, that'll be my pick for this week. And Although I know I will last say week last was, week, yeah, not to cut you off, but AJ Dillon against the Giants, five point seven yards per carry. Yeah, much better on six touches. So uh, it's, 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 <laughs> six it's, touches. Yeah. Oh, womp, womp, womp. It's a it's it's a combination of yards per carry and just actual usage that I feel like is gonna is gonna be um, you know, the factor there. But I also thought they'd give Aaron Jones the ball last week. I said, oh, they have no choice, and that's why I picked his over. And guess what? Yeah, lost money on that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I because I think. I'm a glutton for punishment, and I enjoy losing money. Um, I've got two overs for you. Um, I like Zach Wilson over 10 and a half rushing yards. Oh, that seems, yeah, that's good. It's, Ooh. it's low. He's speedy enough. And um, the way that that defense is constituted is if you if you break outside of the pocket the, and you've got just Quay out covering uh running back or he's maybe not even in and they're in that penny thing and yeah. it's just devondre he should be able to rush for more than 10 yards yeah you just on need one, one scramble one scramble you can do one that scramble so if you're rooting for one zach wilson scramble um i would say i'm pretty confident in that um and then alex in the same vein as this is going to be the one game that we really try to get aaron jones the ball 88 and a half rushing and receiving yards combined seems pretty doable. Ooh, yeah. Total yards. What was his total For yards sure. in this game? 63 rushing yards and 17 passing yards. So shy of that for sure. Shy of that. So you you would you would assume that usage will go up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's what's that? It's 80 on the nose. At home, uh, I mean, I feel like if they get off to a fast start, especially. Um, yeah. I and by the it. way, we're using DraftKings as our book. At least I was. Yeah, same. So if those are the slightly off. You vary from book to book. I think I would say even if it, it I would get, I would build in like a, I don't know, for, at least for Dylan, like a, like three to five either way, I would say. <laughs> like even if it was like 48 and a half, I'd be like, eh, I think I might still take the under yeah. um, on that one. But, but also, if you've learned anything um, as a listening audience, uh, please bet in the other direction of what we think. Yeah. Um, because it hasn't gone well. I think I was close on if Saquon would not have been out because I said take his oh, over no matter dude. what. He went out for the one drive Ugh. and he needed just a few more yards and that over would have hit. Yeah. Um, so that's what I was weirdly as I'm like, well, I think the Packers are going to lose this game. Oh, and now they're going to lose the game and Saquon's going to be out. So I'll lose, <laughs> lose the bet and also lose any shred of uh happiness i was hoping to have today the old lose lose yeah just a sad man with a floppy waffle in a hotel room <laughs> yep prepared to drive and like a yeah like six a f- hours of traffic there you go that's the, that's Wait the worst for an part hour and a half to get through the holland tunnel that was miserable packed in a car with four other people at least it wasn't an eight-hour flight like, yeah like the actual team yeah 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 that's worse well Anyway, anyway, kind of want to end the show on that note. Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything? Can can anybody say anything positive? Did we say anything positive this entire show? I've got one. Oh, you got one? Yeah, you can go first. You go first. I think the Packers win, and I think they win by more than a touchdown. Wow. All right. So you take the Packers. Take me over. All right. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the Packers win, but undecided on the seven and a half. Uh, my one positive thing, uh, because you you mentioned Quay Walker, or I think Nick mentioned Quay Walker, uh, when he was talking, when he was describing um, the scramble, uh, yeah, Zach Wilson scrambling. Um, a separate, a non APC group chat. Uh, somebody mentioned that maybe the coolest thing in this game was just watching Quay Walker like run stride for stride like thirty yards down the field. Uh, and possibly outrun Saquon Barkley. That's cool. Yeah, that's a positive. He is athletic. Um, so yeah, he's he's got some tools. That that Quay, way to go, way to go, Quay. That's I mean, it is a really positive thing. Totally. And also, if if 
you know, winter's coming. Jair chooses to wear those sleeves all year round. So sick. He did look yeah. sweet. With the, the yellow, yellow sleeves, sleeves were good. I like the yellow sleeves. Here's my positive note. Slight sarcasm, but last week we uh, we called out Josiah DeGuara. And in this game, two plays in a row, baby. Two catches, And guess what? Two yards. targets, two catches. Yeah. Unleash him. hands. Mr. Reliable. Two targets, two catches. Um, <laughs> speaking of wardrobe, Packers are going to their 50s uniforms this week. Oh. I don't know if that means good or bad. We should look back to see what their record is. I just, mm. I'll, I remember the Donald Driver in those old. Oh, man jerseys years and years ago when he scored that touchdown without his helmet on yeah i like these new uh these new 50s jerseys yeah yeah those those other jerseys were like blue with a yellow dot those were disorienting yeah those were gross it's gonna it's almost gonna look like a uh like a color rush game probably (laughs) probably everyone loves a color rush yeah Yeah. exactly nobody loved color (laughs) rush that's correct i like the packers whites that, yeah, that those were cool, cool, but I feel like they did the color rush for like half a season and then they announced that they weren't going to do it again and they still had like the rest of the season to go and they were just like, this is a flop. Yeah, they could only focus on one thing at a time and right now it's caring about concussions. So, <laughs> okay, we're going to poke that. That's it. All right. Gonna... Um, another depressing episode. Um, yep. But they give us, until you give us a reason not to be depressed. We're going to sit here and be it. (laughs) All right, guys. The Jets are coming up. That's a beatable team. That's all I got. Go back up. Later.